Hi, and welcome back to Dr. Cryptoline. This is part 2 on the subject of credit, and why 70% struggle to ever pay it off. In today's video, we will investigate the psychology and emotions involved. Let's go. Credit. It is an amazing invention. It is a form of wealth creation and is second only to being a landlord, being able to charge anyone who wants to use or build upon your land. Maybe rented out to a circus attraction, maybe built upon for homes and businesses, maybe explored for oil, metals, stones and gases, or it can become a toll road, a convenient and safe shortcut to somewhere important. Credit is not as involved as that, but became lucrative in its own right. See the first video for more. In this episode, we will explore on why, when 70% of people get credit to buy what you want, that it is so hard to pay the amount back in full later. Let me explain. Because this involves human psychology and emotions, in other words, wisdom. Imagine you're a knight, yes, the medieval kind, with sword, horse and armor, brave, valiant, a high example of honor. And the king of the country has a grave problem, something very close to his heart, his daughter. He needs someone to get his daughter back, because some terrible beast of magical nature has cursed and turned her to stone. There is an elaborate way to free her that the beast mentioned. Yes, it can talk human, but it made sure that most people who came to try and save her failed and became salt statues instead, eroding away if moved or when the rain visited the land. The king is distraught and hasn't seen his daughter in 12 years. Yes, it's been a while and all his hairs have turned fully white, stressed from worry. So somehow, the knight in shining armor manages to break free the daughter of the king from that horrible curse, which was an arduous journey. But this is a video about wisdom, so we keep this short. The knight reunites her with him, and his eyes are a wet globe, tears streaming down his countenance. The chains in his heart melt upon the touch of his daughter, placing her hands on his face. Yes, she is real and here. It's not a dream. The bad times are over. So the king turns around and says to the knight, You can have anything you want. Name it. It's yours. Consider the next two scenarios and tell me which was better and why below in the comments. Option A. The knight asks for a good bit of land of his own. And sure enough, before the knight has even finished saying the words, the king already has a place in mind and makes the knight a lord over a large village. And he gets to keep 60% of all taxes the village produces and any rents. Option B. The knight says he will collect on the king's offer in the future and bye-bye. The king throws a crazy party and commissions a statue of the knight and gives him some gold for the way. Twelve years pass 
denied his near retirement age. Everyone knows his name, the king's daughter has children, and now the knight asks for the same thing in option A. What do you think happens next? You can pause the video here and write your answer below in the comments. Are you back? Okay, let's find out what happened. Well, 12 years have passed and with that, time had the effect of bringing to a level the peaks of all emotions, especially the happy ones. The king's heart is at ease. He got used to the situation of his daughter being back the bickering and fighting and telling his daughter off that she has a bad taste in men. And the king, of course, is used to politics. A dirty rumor about the night spreads. Someone accuses him of something horrible. People come forward and make fake accusations. Doubt turns into suspicion. Suspicion turns to facts and the next thing, the knight is arrested and quickly thrown to jail. The cold, rat-infested, unhygienic jail under the castle where the sunlight does not reach. After some months in a dirty, cold jail, the disgraced knight is brought before the king. And in the eyes of the king is revealed a mix of disappointment and evil. The king speaks his judgment and by the next day, the knight is no more. What happened? Why was the king not thankful in option B? How could he have done this? Was his daughter not precious to him? Did he not remember the pain he carried over the years of her not being there? and it being melted out of his heart when his daughter was finally returned to him. Was the fate the night produced not more than special, a miracle even? So why this most shocking, deceitful and most ungrateful betrayal? Ah, wisdom. It all ties together with why bankers, credit and you work so well. You see, if the knight had this wisdom beforehand, not hindsight, that is knowing what's going to happen in the future, but wisdom, knowing what humans most likely will do in certain situations. So if he had that wisdom, he would have understood that people have short memories, and intensity gives way to time. The emotions of gratefulness cool down giving thought and strategy a higher rank. It is a common fact of human beings. When you taste a new dish, a new cuisine, or visit a new place, hear a new language, the sounds pleasant to your ears, making you inquisitive, and you find out that you like it. The rush of chemicals, emotions that hit you, will likely be at the highest ever at that point. And with time and repetition, the sensation and even the first precious memory, the intensity you simply start to forget. It becomes as a reference instead of an emotional memory. 2 plus 2 equals 4 and no longer feels as Oh my God, my daughter is back, thank God, and the night. No. The emotion becomes a reference, like ink onto paper. The very opposite of living, loving, and action. 
This happens especially with happy memories. Bad, unresolved memories tend to hang on no matter what. But happy memories have this aloof about them, like gas. They are often lighter than air and float away eventually. The intensity, that is. Yes, the night. If he knew this, he would have gone for option A instead and become a lord, which in itself comes with far greater protection, both legally and militarily. A lord can have his own militia to enforce his laws, and the king of the land can acquisition his militia. Seizy. Here is another example: fish and chips, a great British takeout. Both the fish, which is coated in a crispy batter, and the chips, which are chunky fries, are cooked in very hot oil. In a pool of oil, in fact, several gallons worth of oil, to be precise. After the fish and chips are ready from cooking, the moment they are out of the oil, for every minute that passes, the fish and the chips will get less and less crispy. If it was fish without batter. This wouldn't matter, but the batter makes good fish even better. So, with this fact in mind, the longer it takes for the food to get into the customer's hands, like on a delivery, the less this crispy treat will remain. So, attracting a thumbs down and a frowny face from the customer. Adding to that, the crispiness turns soggy fast when put in an enclosed environment, like in a wrapped aluminium foil or a styrofoam box, because the action of frying forces out air, keeping it in a container while it is still hot, reintroduces the moisture, and the batter no longer is better. By the way, if you like what you're hearing so far, you guessed it. I'm Dr. Cryptolite. Press the thumbs up button. Leave your phones below and subscribe to hear more. While the batter is still fresh, the point for both stories: time is an enemy to satisfaction, an enemy to our youthful youth and strength, and an enemy to our brain power. Time usually is a function that invites peaks to land flat, and the same goes for our knight and the king. The same goes for when credit was used to get you something, and the pain back of it becomes annoying. It's even worse if you lend to friends. There's something in us that wants the friend to just forgive the debt every time. <laughs> It's no wonder that strangers are happy lending to strangers. They can come after them when the pain back dries up. Legal mechanisms are in place to make that happen. But the banker, the credit advance provider, literally banks on the fact of you not paying him back quickly. That's how they make their money with interest, and therefore anything that a person really wants and gets without having to pay for it upfront simply loses appreciation over time. It loses value and intensity in their eyes. It is an unfortunate fact of human nature, and the origin of the saying "easy come, easy go," and that is why struggle 
even if a person has to force it upon themselves to do it, they have to make themselves work for it before they get the thing they want in order for the appreciation to last, for the intensity to stay longer with you. And this is not exclusive to things and services. This applies to relationships very much so. An adventure together where things could have gone bad but didn't. Working for something. Struggling. Working for something is what justifies its value to us. Our chimp stone age part of us anyway. When you go and buy some expensive headphones, you agreed that the price was right because someone worked to justify its value to you. Maybe by manufacture, maybe by design, maybe by advertisement, whatever which. The price was justified to you. The king in option B simply calculated, I have my daughter, I have the money, I have the power, and I am the king. But if he just got rid of the knight in a sus manner, the people might see the king in an even worse light than he as king is seen already, enjoying the fruits of others' hard work for free, while the peasants are so poor they eat what the pigs eat. It meant he needed another way to justify taking the knight in high honor down. If the knight would have taken option A, the emotional appreciation of the king would have led him to do the right thing instead of the smart thing. And credit is designed to use time against you. In inverse, while the appreciation of what you bought goes down over time, the appreciation in the banker's pockets feels heavier over the time you take to pay him back. Say it with me, with interest. There are many ways to use credit. It can benefit you. You simply must be aware of them. That is one part. Remember, knowing and doing are two different things. Just because you know about it does not mean you will stop yourself from doing it. Knowing that is the beginning of wisdom. That is the end of this episode. I'm Dr. Cryptolite. Like, subscribe, share this with whomever you will. Run the tune, Dr. C. Yo, I ain't here for the money, I ain't here for the